Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Jennifer Bourget, who is a former journalist and currently living her best life as a creator and mom of three. She loves writing, photography, and making videos. Cherish 365 is her blog where she is working to make a difference and encouraging others to cherish every day. She launched this blog as a baby-making machine back in 2008 when she was debating motherhood. It has since evolved into a passion of hers to share the love of her life. In 2017, she rebranded as Cherish 365 to to better represent this focus. Well, Jennifer, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm actually really excited. I feel like I'm (laughs) fangirling. Oh, you're so funny. (laughs) Because it's one of those things, and I'll ask you this later on. Actually, no, I'll ask you now, do you meet people that when they see you, they're like, oh, Jennifer, I know you from Instagram. <laughs> like Instagram very occasionally. A, does it feel <laughs> weird? As, I don't know. It doesn't feel too weird. Like it's happened occasionally. Like I feel like not recently since of the pandemic, okay. but I mean, before like we were, I think on a Disney cruise and we were eating and a family stopped by and they're like, I know this is so weird, but I just want to say, I love your blog. <laughs> and my husband was just dying you know like wow <laughs> I'm like see it's a real thing but no I love it I mean I feel like I'm I hope people can tell that I'm I'm really the same person you know <laughs> that's awesome but no it is it is a pleasure to have you on um this is my second fangirl moment of someone that I followed on Instagram and have admired and you know actually really like so yes so thank you for coming on and mm-hmm, why don't you, you begin you're welcome by telling my listeners anything you'd like to share family life maybe what you were doing before being a blogger and then we'll get into your mommy journey I mean, I started my blog basically as a way to have creativity with my writing. I was working full-time as a journalist and I loved storytelling and sharing other people's stories, but I really wanted an outlet to just creative write, not about news or anything important, (laughs) you know, just a place to have fun and write. But I was also kind of nervous about people from work finding out and because, you know, I was like, can I share my opinions about things? You know, this is, this is so weird because with news, you're not supposed to. So I just started blogging kind of anonymously and sharing it with some of my close friends. And eventually, you know, word got out of work and things and that was fun. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, it was just a hobby. I love to write and it was just everything from, you know, what I was watching on TV to someday when I wanted to have kids, what I thought I'd be like as a mom and all the vacations I wanted to do before I had kids, <laughs> like all the things that never really happened. It was just fun. And I've continued to enjoy writing. And I think social media has evolved since then. It, you know, went from blogging to now a lot of my work is on Instagram and it's more short form writing and videos and things like that, which I also enjoy, but sometimes it's just 
hard keeping up with all of it. <laughs> yeah, with all the changes and the algorithms and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask you that a little bit later. But why don't you go into your motherhood journey? Because you have three beautiful children. And talk also a little bit about, because you're, you're blogging about when you're a mom and all these things. So talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that transition from your first child, then your second and third from not having kids to boop, now we have three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was so fun sharing about my first pregnancy and everything on my blog and just that journey back then following friends, you know, who were going on this, this life journey. And I was kind of a young mom. I think I was 24 when I had her, I got married before I was 19. So I was starting early on this path, but we waited five years to have kids. I thought all these things about being a mom, like why, why do people make it seem like it's so hard? What are they talking about? How you just have to keep them alive. Like it's not that hard people. Then it was like eating my words when they had kids, you know, and saw how much work they really are and how much you care about these people. And a couple kids later, you know, with, with my son, he was so different than my daughter. And I think with my daughter, my oldest, she was so similar to me and my son came out and he's just like so much quieter and easygoing and reserved, but like attached to me too. And he's so different than me. Like, is he like you? I was kind of trying to pinpoint who is he like? Cause if he's not like me, he must be like, you must get it from you, you know, with my husband. And then we had our third she was a surprise five years after him and she is just her own person. And that's what really made me realize like, oh, all of these people are their own people. They're not just extensions of me and my husband. They're, they have their own personalities and their own interests. And once that really clicked for me, I think it helped so much for me to, to just embrace who they are. And that's kind of been a big part of my, you know, with me growing too, as a blogger and, and a creator, like just looking around on social media and seeing so many people who are on different levels of quote unquote success and doing different things and, and realizing like, I don't have to compare myself to this person who is, you know, an amazing crafter and cook and kid chef, you know, that's, that's not me and that's okay. And, you know, just really embracing this sense of individuality and also appreciating others for their gifts and talents that they uniquely bring, teaching my kids to do that with themselves too. No, that's beautiful. That's one of the things I actually had admired and really stuck because I just have one, but he is a little me. He's a little bit of my husband and he's just like right in the middle of both of us. It's actually kind of quite crazy, you know? Wow. Yeah. You know, cause my husband's very reserved and I'm the outgoing one. And my mm -hmm. son could be very outgoing if he knows you. And when he knows you, he like loves you. If he doesn't, he's looking at you like, Back, you know, like it's very weird. Uh -huh. So yeah, so I had appreciated of you mentioning that because I think it's important. And I think that's one of the things we don't hear often about parenthood, motherhood, even though it's kind of like, duh, but I think it is this thing where it's like, no, are you like mommy? Are you like daddy? Are you like this? Or who you were like in the family, as opposed to being like, well, maybe they're just Jace, my son, or like Lily, your daughter, you know, just, just yeah, they are just like themselves. What are the ages of the three? Yeah. So now uh, my youngest, Lily, she is three. Uh, Ty in the middle is eight and Jada is 11. Wow. So they're pretty spanned out, you know, a tween down to a toddler. And this toddler is my most challenging toddler. <laughs> like she has done everything different than the rest of them from pooping in the tub. Like I'd never <laughs> experienced that ever. And she did it like every time she took a bath to like sucking her thumb. I never had a kid do that. I never had a kid escape their crib and come out of the room at night. She did that. Like everything that I escaped, I have experienced with her now. 
<laughs> and what has that done for you as a mom now that you are older, right? Compared mm -hmm. to when you had your first, like, yeah, what was that like? Not from Ty, because I guess Ty and your oldest, they're like, mm. and it's, it's Jada, right? You said uh -huh, Jada. Jada. Yeah. Uh -huh. So between the two, I mean, that's a few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. What was that years, difference yeah. between like your first and now your last? You know, like the patient yeah, level. yeah. <laughs> I mean, eight eight year difference. It's quite a jump, but I feel like even though she's more challenging, I still have such a greater appreciation because yeah, I have an eleven year old, and I've seen how quickly that's gone. Like I can remember when my eleven year old was her age, like it was a few months ago, and you know, I have these pictures of her and these memories and, and I miss that. So getting to do that again, even though it's trickier and it's with a different person, like I have an appreciation knowing that it doesn't last forever. So it kind of helps me take it all in, I don't know, in ways, <laughs> like I'm just yeah. able to kind of take yeah. it and be like, uh, you know, just way more. I'm, I'm such an easygoing parent, I think in a lot of ways. And that is one way, you know, I'm like, yeah. I pick my battles with her and if she wants a few marshmallows, like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tell me, because I believe your oldest likes gymnastics, um, mm -hmm. and Ty yeah, is really yeah. big into animals and, you know, Lily is like there, you know, like yes. now trying to figure uh -huh. out what she likes and yeah. all that. How do you manage trying to make sure that you give each of them the time with you, but also the time for them to do what they like to do. Like how mm -hmm. have you um, dived into that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not always easy, especially because each of my kids have a different level of demanding from me. Like Jada just, she doesn't hold back. She has no reserve. She's not afraid to like come and just be like, mom, watch this. No, watch this mom. Come on. I said, come on. When are you coming? Like she just is very persistent. So I feel like she never gets a lack of me because she just, eventually I give in and I'm like, fine, let me watch. Okay. All right. Do you want me to record you now? What, you know, my son is a little more, if I say I'm busy and he can tell I'm frustrated, he'll just go away and, oh. you know, be like, okay, mom said she's busy, you know, when, but, but then, you know, I catch myself and, and think, okay, like, I know that he's a little quieter and he's not going to push as much as a sister's, but there are certain things that he really likes to do. Like he has a pet snake and he loves holding him and it's just 15 to 20 minutes a day. But when I tell myself, okay, I'm going to take this break with him. It's 20 minutes. I'm going to sit down. He's going to hold a snake and we're going to talk, you know, and, and I know he loves it. Like he loves when I ask him questions and if I record him talking about his pet and, you know, anytime I ask him about animals or just reading with him, like he likes to just bring me his animal books and have me read certain pages to him. So sometimes I take advantage of this. Like I have an unwritten rule where if they ever bring me something they want me to read that I'll drop what I'm doing and read to them. Yeah. So that's something I, I get to do with him more. And then Lily's, you know, a little bit like her sister in, in demanding time, but also she's starting to get a little bit more independent, which is nice. And she just loves to be outside and loves to play. And, you know, so, so going with her, I just know I need to like take a swig of caffeine and, <laughs> and get running with whatever she wants to do. But I think just for me, it's like being aware of, of what each kid needs and you know they don't all need the same amount of of time with me and sometimes one wants or needs a little bit more and sure. just try to take note of that you piggyback and do as you can yeah no I can imagine mm -hmm. my husband and I were talking about that too because we are 
kind of on the fence of a second one. And his biggest thing is time. He's like making sure that we're dedicated because I'm older. I had my son at 34, so I'm going to be 39 mm -hmm. next year. So having my child as I got older, I mean, it worked out for my husband and blah, 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 but yeah. I'm just tired. So right. to hear you say that, I'm like, I guess, yeah, it's doable. And of course you find a way and I'm, I'm very much into my faith. So, you know, whatever is meant to be and mm -hmm. you know what God says, it, I believe will happen and you, mm -hmm. you do what you got to do. Yeah. But I like that, that you're like, look, even if it's 15, 20 minutes a day, I actually told myself with that, son, with my son and I'm like, look, I'm going to give him like at least 20, 25 minutes. And like, that's it. Like just, yeah. that. and I realized when I give him that he'll kind of back off. Yes. It's like they're constantly asking because you haven't even given right. them that small right. amount of It's time. like half, it's like half attention, like yes. throughout the day, you know? And then yes. when you just stop and say, okay, we're going to do this. And it's like, oh, that's all they need. Like my son today, he wants to watch this like new episode of the show. He looks forward to it. Like he's like, oh, it's a Wednesday thing. Okay, Wednesday, we got to watch it, mom. <laughs> and it's a treat because we usually only watch educational things during the week. And this is like a Marvel thing. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me finish my work and then we'll do it. So he's like, Jada, leave mom alone. Leave mom. Cause Jada, like I said, she'll just come in like, mom, what about this? And where do I put this? And watch this mom. And what are you doing now? Do you need me help? You know, any excuse to come yeah. in my office. And he's like, leave her alone. She said, she'll watch this with us if we leave her alone. So they each have different boundaries and they have each other. That's another thing. Like you said, you were kind of on the fence. And I will say like them having time together like that's important too for them to create their own bonds and to like work their art their stuff out like they got issues and arguments like work that out together and yeah. help each other out and you know learn to do stuff without me <laughs> for sure so t tell me how did that go into with the homeschooling why why was it important i saw on your blog that you you did a story on that and it's funny enough because i know since covid homeschooling has like grown exponentially Exploded. due to many reasons. One, some parents had no choice, but it has, it has grown. What was, when did you decide to homeschool and why did you decide to homeschool and what has that journey been like? So initially when I started to homeschool, when Jada was in first grade, that was, I just felt like after kindergarten, at the end of the year, I got like a note from the teacher that was like, make sure she, you know, works on her reading every day this summer. Cause she's, you know, a little behind in that. And I was like, and you're just now telling me like the last day of school, how did, you know, and I was really distraught about that. And I was, I was like, okay, we're just going to, I'm just going to pull her out and we're just going to figure this out on our own. And I like spending time with her and I noticed how she absorbed so much information with me. And then during that year, year and a half, like we eventually got around to getting a dyslexia diagnosis. And that was really eye-opening for me. And I don't know when I would have, I mean, maybe I would have realized it sooner if she was in school, maybe not, but you know, I just realized how good, what she was really good at, you know, and that was like comprehension. And like, I could just read her these stories that were way above her, you know, reading grade level and she would just love it and, and absorb mm -hmm. it and take to it. But yet reading for her was challenging. And, you know, then I ended up going into this research about dyslexia and, and realizing how that was kind of connected. So for me, it was, you know, really just kind of going back to this individuality, like, you know, every kid has strengths and weaknesses and, this one-on-one -on -one attention I could give her, maybe she's quote unquote behind in reading, like she's where she needs to be, but, but by, you know, societal yeah. standards considered behind, but then in math or social studies, she's excelling and doing really well. So 
just being able to tailor that educational experience was important for me and realizing that we could get done in just two hours a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so much more efficient. <laughs> I'm all about efficiency. So that was, you know, really important to me. And then I, they went back to school when we had my youngest, because I just was like, I don't know if I can handle homeschooling and, and a baby. Newborn. <laughs> yeah, newborn. So they went back to school for a couple of years, public school or a year and a half. And then when COVID hit, my son had already been getting like extra help for certain things in class. And I had been having meetings with his teacher and she was saying how he was kind of just aloof in class a little bit. And I completely understood what she meant, you know, how she'd, she'd give a lesson and explain a new math concept and then tell everyone to do their worksheets. And then she'd come around and he would just be sitting there and she's like, why aren't you doing your work? And he's like, what? I don't know how to do it. And, but just knowing him, like, I, I get it. Like, I understand he's just, you know, in a group setting, it's just harder for him. You know, he, it's easy for him. I can see how kids like slip through the cracks because it's, you know, when you're in this big group, everyone has different needs, you know, and pulling him out and he was getting some, you know, pull out support in school for a little bit. And he just started doing so much better. And then when we brought him home for homeschool, it just kept going like exponentially. He was doing so much better in everything because once you explain something to him, he's like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. Let me do it. Like, I don't need your help. I just, I want to do it. But sometimes getting explained something in a group setting isn't as easily for him to grasp. So, you know, just kind of learning that, like, eventually he'll have to, you know, adapt, like, you know, as he gets older, but I mean, he's eight, he's young. It's okay. If this is how we've got to do things for now and, and take things year by year and kid by kid. For sure. I think I actually spoke with a dyslexia, not expert, but she taught her child how to read They They were from Oxford. She wrote a book in school. They had treated her son like as if he was like a really bad kid because he just wasn't comprehending and wasn't able to understand in class. And I think they labeled him as like the most terrible kid they ever met. Mm. And she was, I was like, I was so heartbroken because to your point, there's so many kids that fall through the cracks or depending on the spectrum of whatever right. learning disability they may have mm-hmm. to the teacher, you know, it's like, look, it's one to however many kids, you know, everyone's trying to do their best. Anyway, she made it a point and he ended up getting a scholarship to Oxford. You wow. Know? Same to your point with your daughter, Jada, she was like, yeah, he might not have been able to read, but his comprehension and Mm -hmm. when she broke it down and she really did it individually for what he needed. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, was taking him to museums and he was, they were talking about things again, much more than maybe his age level and he was comprehending. So she's like, okay, my child is obviously not for lack of a better word, unintelligent or, or dumb per right. se, as they were trying right. to make it seem. So I say all that to say yes. And you recognizing that with your daughter, because yeah, she's understanding all these things, except she just has whatever the disability is. A different way is. of processing. Oh, right. a different yeah. way of processing. Right. Exactly. That's awesome that you recognize that. And then I guess even if the school that they didn't think that maybe it was a behavioral issue or, you know, they automatically think it's ADHD. When I think a lot mm-hmm. of times the kid is just trying to figure, thing is just not working for them. I know some kids can't sit in classroom settings. Some kids like to learn through play, through art. Right, um, and what right. I'm thankful for is that where we're at in our society, that there's more homeschooling, there's co-ops, there's right. gosh, more non-traditional schools opening up that have more of the playtime. My son's preschool, they're, they're really big on imaginative play and no homework for toddlers and this. And it's a lot of just learning through play, which is, you know, a mm-hmm. three and a half, four-year-old, that's what they need. That's what they need. 
they can't sit still even five, six, seven, eight, like they're still kind of processing. So how has that journey been? I know um, Lily goes to, did she go to a farm school still? Uh, yeah, Lily, that? Uh, I'm so she goes to a nature school. Yeah. Okay. So there's goats and a huge tortoise and bunnies and peacocks <laughs> and all sorts of animals. She loves it. And I mean, they have gardening class every week oh and God. nature class and playing outside and hikes yes. and discovery oh. and things. And they pique her curiosity in a way that is so great for her. She goes three days a week, so it's not every day, but it's perfect for us. Cause I'm able to like focus more with the older kids when she's there. And, and then on the two days she's home, you know, during the week they're, you know, helping out with her also. So it's like good skills for them to learn. It's amazing seeing her grow and learn things without me, the way that, you know, I hear her say things the other day, I was asking her something and she said, maybe it's like just the way that she was <laughs> explaining, like some, it was like the evolution of something like maybe it's going to turn into this, or I don't even remember what she was talking about. And I thought, wow, like, where did you pick that up? I love that, yes. that she's learning, you know, these kind of curiosity things. So I love yeah, that. And that's what I'm saying, nature school, like who, who would have thought of that? And I don't know if maybe 10, 15 years we had that, and maybe they did, but again, it's not as commercialized, but that's awesome. So tell me, what does a typical day look like for you in that aspect? And then we're going to jump into all the movie night journaling and how that came <laughs> to be, but what does a day look like for you with homeschooling? Yeah. So for me, I, you know, I usually get up not always before my kids, but I try to get up a little bit before my kids and kind of get things set up for school. I, we usually have a routine with cinnamon rolls or biscuits or something in the morning, like nothing fancy, like literally just Pillsbury can pop it. And while we eat those, I'll read a history story from a book. It's usually like right now we're reading some stories from women in African-American history. And then we watch a scripture video, like type morning devotional and or like read a fable story that has kind of a lesson that we discuss and then we jump into our regular school like they do math and language arts first and sometimes we'll do like a round of flashcards or something they love that they love it and it's great because they're learning and they think it's fun so (laughs) they're, they're very competitive Jada and Tyree so we'll do that and then we usually have a little bit of a break sometimes they'll go outside or stay inside just 15 minutes and then we come back and they usually do like handwriting or something and then I read a story with them we just finished Charlotte's Web and now we're reading the Jungle Book and like do some Q&A about it And then they do the rest of their classes and usually they don't need my help. They're all on the computer, like science and social studies, and they do piano and typing practice. One does piano, one does typing. (laughs) And then after that, like, so my husband's home too, and he usually helps with Lily. Like he'll either take her to school or kind of wrangle her while we're doing school. He will read with them, like do reading practice with Ty. And then I'll either do it with Jada or she'll do it with me. And then I usually break for work. (laughs) Like at lunchtime, I'm like, okay, you guys. I'm going to work now. And then I come into my office and that's usually when I work on planning for the week on Mondays, I'm planning for the week. Like, okay, what post am I going to put up each day? And what blogs do I need to write? What movies do I need to review? What sponsors, you know, brand partnerships am I working on? Just kind of planning that out and answering emails and things like that. And I usually just work the rest of the afternoon with up to 20 interruptions. (laughs) (laughs) depending on the day and you know like I'll pop out for lunch or a question or something but yeah just trying to get the work done as much as I can in the afternoons and then usually evenings if I want to be uninterrupted when they go to bed 
So that's usually, you know, my typical day. Like I try to, when I'm doing branded work and, and things for my different sections of my business, I try to kind of batch them on certain days on like Tuesday, Thursdays, or, you know, Saturdays, I'll try to do all the shoots mm-hmm. I need to do. So I try to kind of have like a cadence with what I'm doing, but then, you know, I, like we were talking about earlier, social media evolving. Now there's things like, okay, I also need to think about Instagram stories and what I'm going to be sharing there. And, you know, am I going to make a new video reel? And am I going to be doing, you know, where it started out of just, okay, a blog. And then you just share about it on Facebook. And then maybe you'll post about it on Instagram. Now it's like, okay. And then Pinterest and Twitter and Instagram stories and TikTok and YouTube. Has that that changed at all for you? Like, not your love for it because it seems like it's something you enjoy. I know you've won awards for photography and you've won blogging awards and all of that good stuff. And you do your own content creation and editing and mm-hmm. all of that, right? Wow. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So yeah, has that changed your love or is it like a love-hate relationship? Gosh, it's love-hate depending on like how the algorithm is going. <laughs> you know, like the other day I had a, a TikTok video, like I've, I've been throwing spaghetti at the wall on TikTok and I had a video that I'd posted on Instagram and I'm like, oh, let me just post it on TikTok and see how it does. And it was, it was growing and it was getting like a lot of views and I was so excited. And then they like slapped a like sensitivity warning on it. And I'm like, why? What this is like, <laughs> there's nothing inappropriate this in this at all I have no idea what this is on here for no one will respond from the app so then that just kind of takes the wind out of your sails again and you're like forget you I'm not working on you anymore but you know and the same thing with all the platforms like I worked so hard on this and no one sees it or something random like I posted a video when they were in school of Lily greeting them at the bus stop the kids getting off the bus and that went completely viral and it was just yes. a random personal video that I shared and hit or miss, you know, love, hate. It's a little bit of it all. (laughs) Oh, you do, you do great with it all. And how do you work with the branding and sponsorships? Like that's something I admire because I think when people think of content creation or influencers or bloggers, like it is a job. And I realized that once I created my podcast two years ago, I come from the corporate world. So I didn't know anything about this. I love mm. to write in that kind of stuff. So then, yeah, I was being introduced to social media and where I have to post and whatever, whatever, and reaching out to people. And this is a lot of work, like mm-hmm. a lot of time and energy mentally to, to put forth the effort, to answer to emails, to reach out to people. How do you work that? Do you have a team? Do you have an assistant? Do you have someone that helps you? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like everything changed when I found out I was having Lily because I just was surprised and, you know, overwhelmed. So that's when I decided like, okay, I need some help. So I did bring on a brand manager that manages my partnerships. You know, every inbound pitch I get, I send her way and she helps negotiate and, you know, edit contracts and everything like that. So that's been a huge weight off my shoulders and she, you know, can go and pitch for me and things like that too. So that has helped that aspect of it offloaded a lot of, of, yeah. of the work and it's allowed me to kind of focus on the things that I like more with my creativity and, you know, personal editorial projects. And then I brought out an assistant when I cr- was creating the movie night journal because I was like, okay, I need help designing and I, you know, I'm starting a whole new website. I wasn't planning on that initially, but then it just kind of <laughs> happened. And then an Instagram page, like it just kind of kept snowballing and I'm like okay I I need help with this so that I you know graphic design is not my strong suit and and that's she's really good at that so I have someone helping me with all my you know graphic design and just you know when I'm I can just write down a bunch of ideas and she's like okay 
I've already worked on these things for you. You know, this part is done. Like, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so she really helps me get a lot going that gets stuck. And yeah, so those, those two have, have really helped me. And then I have, you know, of course, web developers and things like that, sure. but but that has been a big thing for my business is just like getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to stop trying to do everything myself and I need to outsource some things. And that really has helped me be more successful. Also just, you know, investing in my business and being willing to bite the bullet and not be scared to spend money has, has helped me so much. Like business owners are, you know, listening to this. Like I will say that was, that was kind of the biggest roadblock for me for the longest time. And it has made the biggest difference. Like, you know, my accountant was like, your income went up a lot. And I'm like, I brought on some help (laughs) that helps. Isn't it crazy how that happens? But this mindset scarcity with money or whatever right. it is that we have right. to hold on to. I was the same yes. way. Look, I left corporate, was not investing in myself. Then I decided to leave corporate and I'm doing my whole consulting business along with my motherhood stuff. I'm spending money and whatever. And I'm like, why didn't I invest in myself when I had the opportunity? Like, why am I now? Like, why was I scared before? But it's this mindset scarcity that we have. So right. that's amazing that you we're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And look, your income went up because you had more time to right. make this space to do because people love you, right? You are your business. So yeah, that's amazing. And like I said, I wanted to talk on that because, you know, this, this is a business. You, you know, you are a content creator and I love the different brands and partnerships. And every time you have one, I'm like, yes, I love it. Aww, thank you. It's just amazing to see. That, mean, that um, means a lot, you know, because I, cause like you had mentioned earlier, you know, content creators, like, and, and people realizing this is a job. When I work with a brand, first of all, I don't say yes to every brand that comes into my inbox. Like I'm very selective and I work with ones that I like and that I've tried and that I know. Sure. And, you know, I know some people like see sponsored work and they groan and like, oh, why does this have to be here? But, you know, all of the other content I put out is, is free content that I'm, you know, I'm just trying to share some of our lives and I'm, I am trying to be helpful and, you know, or hoping that our experiences are helping others than these brands that come in, like make that possible. But also like, I'm hoping that you guys like this stuff too. You know, <laughs> Like I'm not just throwing it out there. Like, you know, I am hoping that these are things that, you know, people will give a try if they think they might need it, you know, and I tried it really hard to make it something that's, um, that's interesting and on par with the other content that I create. Well, you, you do because, um, and I mean, if anyone doesn't see it, then you're always going to have people that just don't get what you do and right. that's okay. And I think for me mm-hmm. as being quote unquote, on my level of content creation, I had to deal with that. It's okay. It's not for mm-hmm. everyone. Right. But no, I, what I love about what you do with your branding is that it does seem like it's relevant. It doesn't seem like you're just posting something and then you have like, you knock us out with something. You're like, okay, like, where did that come from? Oh, okay. Now right. you're just trying to sell something everything you've had I'm like oh okay that makes sense so I would imagine that's why I said I was like yes you go because it's done in such a curated like like amazing way of saying like okay yeah like I could just imagine like okay this works for my brand I can incorporate this into my lifestyle to your point to where you're getting something from it your followers who follow you to me it's almost like an appreciation because I'm like thank you because you could tell that you've taken the time to be like okay this makes sense so let me put it out there actually you going away with Airbnb inspired me to want to do a weekend or a couple days away for myself so I'm doing that um, next month yeah because I I hadn't done anything my son will be four my husband and I have been married five years we've been together 10 years 
And ever since I got pregnant, like he's been on bachelor parties, he's been away. And I'm like, <laughs> right, right. I know. And you're like, wait a I'm second. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, I need to, and I, mind you, I'm just going away. I, I, I would love to do something like what you found, but I'm not there yet. I actually have, I watched too many scary movies and we're going to get oh. into movies real quick, but I am like, I was like, I, I need this. Like, I just mm-hmm. need to not, I just need this. So that inspired right. me. I was super, you know, rooting for you and all the things that you post. I'm like, yes, get that business. Oh, thank you. Okay. So tell me, where did the movie night come from? Have you always had a love of movies? Like how has that played into where you, where you're at now? I've always had a love of movies. I think my mom kind of instilled that in us or just being at home all summer and having nowhere to go and like my parents being at work and us just being at home, (laughs) you know, went through those Disney VHS tapes, watching them on repeat and stuff. So Disney movies were always my love. My mom loved Star Wars and my family always bonded over movies. And my first job actually was at a movie theater and my family was so excited because they were like, we get to go see free movies. So yeah, it's, it's always been a part of, me I think and then sharing that with my kids has been fun and when we built this home one of the priorities we had like you know we were trying to keep down the prices as much as we could but we were like we need a movie room so we you know built a theater room upstairs that has you know theater seating and stuff we don't have the nice fancy chairs yet we're saving for that but our projector and screen and things like that we've have been having our family movie nights for years Friday, but we wanted a fun, special place to do that in our new home. So that's just been so fun for us to take turns picking a movie each week. So we get to see what each person's interested in. And so it's fair, you know, because when you're trying to vote, someone always gets outvoted and gets mad and then they get grumpy and they don't want to do it. But this way, everyone's looking forward to when it's their turn. It's just been so fun and so special for us. That's awesome. Cause there's some of the movies. Cause I, I love movies. I'm a, um, like we were talking about earlier, I'm a big movie mm-hmm. buff and I, I love them all horror movies, Disney movies, comedies, rom-coms, action movies, you name it. I, I love oh, them. That's awesome. And I try and make time for it because I do, I, I love storytelling. I love movies that make yes. me think epic movies. Yeah. I just feel like I cry and like, I just, mm-hmm. you, know, you just, you know, all of that. I love, I just love it. I'm, I'm not sure why I never got into that space because like I said, I, I can, since I was a little girl, same, same kind of deal, but there are some movies and I'm like, oh, I wonder if Jace would watch it. My little guy. And then I say Lily watching. I'm like, oh, because you are all picking movies. Are there some movies that you're like, no, we can't do because we have Lily or are you open to it? Like what's your, I guess yeah. like your limit. So it kind of depends. Ty is usually the one that picks the most uh, action-packed, violent movies. So this week, I know he wants to watch a King Kong movie that we've already seen, not for a movie night, because we have a rule where you can't pick the same movie <laughs> for a year. But but we watched it recently with my mom, and it's pretty violent. So sometimes we'll run it through VidAngel, which is a program that can like take out certain things you can take out you know, swear words, it just kind of skips it. Just oh. like, you know, if you were using a VCR or something, it'll skip a swear word, certain graphic things. Wait a minute, I so mean, wait. it has like a list of everything. Sorry to cut you off. So even if it's yeah. a streaming movie, it'll, it'll do that for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So it, it works with certain streaming services. So Disney, they had like a big legal issue with Disney. So it doesn't work with Disney plus, but it does work on prime video, Netflix, and I think some others too. Oh yeah. That's so, like the two main ones that we yeah, watch. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm, so you can run your things through there. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, so sometimes we'll do that, but if it's, if it's too much, then we'll either start it around her bedtime. So she'll kind of start movie night with us and we're still together. And then we'll like have an intermission and put her to bed. <laughs> so sometimes we do that. Mm-hmm. And 
some, yeah. And sometimes we like still after her bedtime, which isn't super nice, but it's not every week, you know, just on rare occasions. You know? She's three. She's okay. It'll come. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, cause you have your two older ones and there are things obviously that they are maybe more in tune to that she mm-hmm. just can't watch, but no, I gotta, I have to write that down. Vid Angel. I love it. Okay. Perfect. So movie night journal. I think that was Jada's idea. <laughs> she might take credit for it. A friend of mine, actually, I was like bouncing around different ideas for a journal and I was working on something else. And I was saying how I just was having so much fun with my movie checklist. And I felt like that's what like everyone was coming to my blog for my free movie checklist, you know, watching Marvel movies in order and watching mm-hmm. all the Disney movies and Pixar. Like I just love creating these different movie lists and, you know, 90s movies. And she's like, well, what if you just made like a journal with, with that? Like what, you know, no pressure, like just make, you know, put all of those checklists into a journal. That's kind of like the initial idea. And then I was like, but what if I did more? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it, it, we could start it out of this, like, okay, I'm going to do like a, an ebook and it turned and it evolved into this, like, hardcover with a beautiful ribbon and gold foiled front and, you know, like this, this six month process of creating and sampling and producing and, you know, getting shipped here project. So, but Jada, yeah, she helped me create it. Like when I told her about the idea, I mean, she has just such a creative mind and a great visual mind. And I would tell her, you know, what about this? And she's like, oh no, you should do this. And she would sketch things out. And then we tested different illustrators and she helped me choose which illustrator we wanted to work with. And she would doodle things out. And then he would, you know, make it exactly the way we wanted. And she, you know, tweak certain things, but it was just such a fun experience to work on together. And she's got a byline in the book and she helped design the stickers that came with it and definitely a project we did together. And we're really proud of it. Are you trying to step further with it? Like, has it really grown to where like, it's now its own like thing? you know, yeah. then, so yeah. it, it kind of it, like at first I just wanted it to be like, okay, movie night journal, you can buy on my blog chairs 365, but it's own Instagram page now, which is okay because I've actually found so much fun with that. Like just being able to share like different prompts every day and, you know, people messaging me, like, I'm thinking of watching this movie. Like, what do you think? Have you seen this yet? And, you know, oh, you know, are you doing a Halloween movie list? Make sure you add this one. And, you know, it's just like its own separate space where it's been so fun to just talk about movie, like, and I love logging into that account too, because my feed is just all movie account, like Netflix and Sony and Disney and Paramount. Like, I'm like, oh, this movie's coming out. And did you know this is coming out? And, you know, it's just like a guilty pleasure. So it definitely has grown into its, its own thing. The journal is doing well. I love like getting the testimonials from people who have used, who are using it. It's having a product is so new for me. I'm so used to promoting other products and then not really like having to follow up with how does that go? Like it's it's more like awareness, whereas this is really like, okay, I have this stock and I need to, you know, get the word out. How do I do that? You know, do I work with other influencers? Do I post about it more? Do I talk like what, you know, it's a, it's new for me. It's a new type of business, but it's also just been so fun and rewarding, especially as people are receiving them and using them and sharing that and, and how much they like it. And 
I do hope to have more things in the future. Like my husband's like, you should do t-shirts, but like maybe a blanket or something, you know, like to, to go with it. Like we're, we're definitely have things, you know, in the works and, and popcorn thoughts, but... holders, like, you know, yeah. Be... Popcorn bowls. Like, think about it. Yeah, you have yes. tumblers. I mean, I don't have my tumbler, yes. but tumblers were like a thing A popcorn. Tum- oh yes. God. No, like trust me. Like we definitely have all these dreams and ideas, but it's no, just like, let's have a book <laughs> and then we'll figure out how we can do this other, cause you know, it's like the space and I guess waiting until I hit a certain level, which I don't know what that is to where it's like, okay, now we can launch the next thing and now we can, you know, and no, now we're ready for a, a product a storage line space. and a whole thing. A product <laughs> because line. Yeah. To your point, you're going from content creation, which isn't really tangible. I mean, your, your data, your content right. is, but exactly. now you have a tangible, you have inventory, you have this and knowing exactly. Your and, and I'm your still creating content for that page now, you know, which like, I mean, eventually that probably should be something that I completely what is outsource, it? Outsource. Outsource. Yeah, outsource. Yes, that's it. Outsource <laughs> to someone else, you know, like, okay, run the Instagram for me and just, you know, do that for me. I love it, but you know, I'm going to have to have give and take there. Cause you know, it's, it's, diff- I mean, I'm packaging every single book right now, like, awesome. and we're mailing them out every day. So it's a whole different thing, but it's been so fun and rewarding and I'm excited to see where it goes. That's awesome. I love it. That again, that was another thing that I had known from following you because I am a movie buff and I was like, oh yay, your movie list. No, it's been it's been so super cool to see. And yeah, I'm sure very rewarding that you were able to to do that with Jada. Okay. Yes. So before we get into my quick get to know, because I mean you have over a hundred thousand followers, you do have you you're growing your own community. How do you hope to impact your IG community? It's funny. I don't like to say followers as much anymore. Cause I'm like, I, I know me either. Yeah. So like, cult-y. you're following me. It's a cult. Yeah. yeah even though, like, so even when I'm making my curating, my questions, I know I was going to put IG followers and I'm like, no, your IG community. Cause to me, it's, it's really more a community because people can follow you, but not everyone's socializing with you. Some people just follow, but they're not interacting. So it's really a community. Right. Anyway, how do you hope to impact it? And how does your faith, because I know you do talk about it at times. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you um, aware of that? Are you cognizant of that? And how does that curate, you know, where, where you're at with, with, with all of it? Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest goal is really to just try to, to be myself and nobody's perfect. I've never pretended to be perfect or have my stuff together. And I think the people who choose to stick around with what I'm sharing know that and probably appreciate that. And I I think that my faith just plays a part in that naturally. Like it's, it, I'm not super vocal about it, but when it comes up and when I'm, when I'm feeling inspired to share about that or talk about that, then, you know, I do, it's, it's like important in our lives and talking about it with my kids. And, and I think that it comes through like maybe less obvious way, you know, just in like, in how much I really try to talk about loving others and trying to embrace different people. You know, I think that just love one another, like it just comes, it's, that's like, the biggest commandment and like yes. mission of, of who I am and what I'm trying to put out there in the world, you know, is like, you know, less judging and more loving and trying to understand where other people are coming from and just understanding that everyone has every single person has a different path and a different story and everyone is completely unique. Like there's, there's never been another you and there never will be 
And that's the same for every single person on the planet. When you have that understanding and that respect, I think it brings like a serene, more spiritual outlook of people and humanity and in life, life, you know? So I think that has, that is just my biggest thing. And I'm thankful that when I rebranded Sure Stay 65, like I think it, you know, started out of just like treasuring every day that we have, treasuring each person that we come into contact with, like, you know, everyone has, like I said, their own story and just taking that and being empathetic, tenderly compassionate with it. And And if people actually got the time to talk to different people or whoever, they would understand everyone has a different story. And we're all kind of trying to do the same thing. We're trying to live and live our best life and Mm -hmm. just kind of go through life, just like the next person. Um, right, right. You know, and I think I, I think on social media, especially we see so much like negativity and what we don't like about other people. Like, why are these people doing this? Why are these people doing this? And yeah. don't do this and don't do that. But there's not as much like sharing the positives about people, especially people who like we disagree with. Do you really want everyone to agree on every single thing and like be the exact same? Like, no, we need, we need differences of opinions and we need to challenge. It's okay to challenge each other. And it's okay to to not see everything mm-hmm. eye to eye. But the important thing is like respecting one another and we don't have to agree, but we can still be respectful to one another. For sure. I mean, think of your own parents. I don't agree with everything my parents and I mean, those are my, those are my parents. I, I adore right, them. Right. They, yeah. you know, I know no matter, you know, of course I do have my husband, but at the end of the day, these are your parents, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't agree with everything that they say or do. So it's right. like, I think when you put that into perspective, it's like, it's okay. But to your point, the respect, you know, the respect, the compassion, the understanding, that's, that's really all that matters. And yeah, I, I can attest, I think you do do a great job of really balancing that because I, I can imagine also as a content creator, you're like, can I say this? Can I not say this? How is that? Yeah. Act? Like it's a lot, but I think there's something real or something magical about being real, but also showing the vulnerability side and also saying, look, my faith is important to me. And when I feel inspired to share it then I do and then I move on with my life right. you know right um, yeah that's awesome okay so we'll get into my quick get to know what do you do to relax and unwind for the day you said a lot of what you do during the day and you're working one thing I love to do when the kids are in bed is turn on like lately this has been my guilty pleasure is to turn on like old episodes that I've missed of the bachelorette or something and just Binge. it's like it does not matter how much I'm paying attention like I can be editing pictures or like replying to dms or whatever and just have like the tv on I mean granted that's still kind of working because but last night I did it without doing any other work my phone was dead so I'm like I'm gonna charge my phone and I'm just gonna sit and watch the show and if I fall asleep it's not a big deal so that's one thing that I like to do like just watch a movie by myself like I have a watch list of movies like that I want to watch with my kids that I want to watch with my husband and that I just want to watch by myself so I'll go down that watch list and do that and then another thing that I literally just started this week it's so funny because I've told like three friends about it and I just told my (laughs) husband about it today and it's like so new so I I'm like scared to even say this I don't know if I'll keep it up but I in the morning I'm like okay so Sometimes as like in this job, I'll get like swag sent from different companies, which is nice, but it's like, sometimes it's awkward. So I don't always share about it, but I just have like different boxes of things to try. And one is this like skincare product that I keep getting like from Sunday Riley. And I have worked with them and I do love one of their products a lot, but 
I, they have all these other things they sent me. And I'm like, I don't even know how to use these, like which goes on first and which goes on next. I'm not a beauty blogger. That's always been my thing. Like I'm not a beauty blogger. That's not my thing. It's not me. But okay, I'm like, Riley, I'm it's expensive because I love it's beauty products. Expensive. I know it's expensive. So I was like, I have all this stuff. I either need to like sell it or like donate it or something. Like I need to do something with this, you know, or use it. So I was like, I'm going to just Google it a few days ago. Like what order do I put this stuff on? <laughs> Because I don't like me during the pandemic, because I just got into beauty stuff during the pandemic and I had to Google like facial. Yes. So I'm with you. Yes. Like which goes first. So this last week I've been like every morning I get up, I make my bed, I turn on a meditation and I go through my skincare routine. Okay. Like the face wash and then the toner and (laughs) then, you know, the moisturizer and then the cream and then, and I love it and it feels so good. And I'm like, my skin is looking so nice. So that has been like my fun. And I even, I was telling my husband today, I'm like, I just bought some stuff with my rewards points, babe. And he's like, I want to use some of your, I'm like, you're always buying stuff for you. Like whenever you need new shorts or or I told him like protein bars, that's what he's been buying. He's like, I buy food. Okay. I buy food. And I'm like, (laughs) but food that no one else eats. It's your own thing. So yeah, I bought some like eyelash serum and whitening strips. So I'm like, adding on to my routine and looking forward to just having that time. So that's been something that's been really fun for me. Just having that time in the morning and in the evening to just, you know, listen to a book or a meditation and do my skincare routine. I love it. I, I love that it because that's finally that's, learning at 35 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was 37. So I'm with okay. I was just putting moisturizer on and then I just fell in love with it during the pandemic because I guess I wasn't going out and buying food and I was like I wanted something and I just became obsessed but in a good way and I will tell you this like a good thing that I do as we wind down here I just would go on Sephora and get like travel size things to try things and that's been such a smart smart way because there's some things I've like really fallen in love with and then I'll just buy the larger size. Yeah, then um, you can get more. Oh, that's yeah. really smart. That's so really smart. I'll do the smart. trial okay, side. I'll have do the to try size. That. The next thing I want to learn is how to put on eyeliner. Like it'll, in a nice way, you know how people get it so nice on the top and the cat eye and stuff. I want to learn how to do that. So that's going to be, I'm like baby steps. My daughter today was even like, so you're making yourself like look all nice and getting ready, but then you don't get dressed. Like you just wear your robe. <laughs> I'm like, hey, oh yeah, you're from this robe. Baby <laughs> step. No, Take I love it. One it. step at a time. I'll work on my clothes later. I love it. Okay, so what is your favorite book? Oh gosh. Oh, okay. Let me think. Okay, so for nonfiction, I love "You're a Badass at Making Money." I think that was a game changer for me. Like we were talking about earlier with business stuff and that just completely changed my mindset on money and how I look at it and just helped me have more of a growth mindset. And my other favorite nonfiction is it's not the seven habits book, but it's like, oh, the seven mindsets, seven mindsets, the seven mindsets is to like live your ultimate life or something like that. And one of my kids schools had recommended it years ago and I kind of went through it for them, but then I loved it. And and now I like to read it once a year. So, so those are my two favorite nonfiction, like game-changing mindset, get you pumped up and inspired books, but I love fiction. And that's like where I I just love fiction. So Sarah J. Moss has books that I love, the Throne of Glass series and her Court of Thorns and Roses. Throne of Glass is probably like, start with that one. (laughs) Throne of Glass series is is really good. There's seven books. I totally dove into that. I'm trying to reread them now. Love Love it. So what is your favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I do have categories. Like, I feel like my favorite animated movies are 
the, I still love the Lion King, the Lion King. I really love soul. I know it was like love or hate it, you know, for different people, oh, but I love those movies, action, Marvel. I love Black Panther, just the music and everything in that. Oh, I love that movie. You said you have a list of movies you watch alone. What would be a movie you would watch alone? So movies that I love to watch alone are actually sci-fi movies because I feel like I'm the only one in my family <laughs> and, and our home that really likes them. So like Tomorrow War that just came out recently. Oh, that was I really, really good. I really liked that movie. That was really, I loved that. It was that. so I different, watched, the concept. It was actually, different. Like Alien, yeah, I loved it. My husband did watch it with me and he, he did kind of like that one. And then I, I Am Mother was another sci-fi one. I recently watched it. It's on, it's a Netflix exclusive. It has a chick from the next Karate Kid. Oh, Hilary Swank. Yes, Hilary Swank. Swank. Okay. She's okay. in that. It's also sci-fi, like about a robot that is raising, I don't, you have to watch it, but okay. it, it seems, it seems strange, but it was, I really liked it. And then what's the other one? It's fairly recent. There's one where it was okay. It had Tom Holland in it and on this planet where all the men, like you could hear their thoughts and a woman landed there. That was. Do you like any like horror movies or no, you stay away from horror? Okay. So I'm not good with scary movies, actually. That's, <laughs> See, that's, oh, that's Chaos one of Walking is the other movie. Okay. Chaos, Chaos Walking is that movie. Okay. So yeah. So horror, scary, I don't really do. I think I was scarred as a kid. I have really vivid dreams. So I just can't, I can't do it. I can't stop watching them. Like, it's almost like I'm a glutton for punishment. Cause my, I watched Jaws when I was like four and that I remember I couldn't swim in the pool. I thought a shark yeah, was going to come so out. Funny. Like it just scarred me. Yeah. But I still love watching thriller movies, but then I'll be afraid and think someone's in my house. So yeah. But yes, it's, it's give and take. Do you have vivid dreams? I do, but not often. That's a good thing. Okay. My biggest thing okay. is I just don't like feeling uncomfortable in my home. But then, like I said, I'm a glutton for punishment. Right, right. I still watch it, but I just love, I do love the suspense movies. I think that's just yeah. great. I just punish myself because then, yeah, I'm thinking there's noises. This, if my husband goes out of town and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And then you're crazy. scared. <laughs> that's so funny. I know that's hard for me. But then I also know, like, when I fall asleep, I'm going to have a nightmare about a zombie eating me or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't, I can't take it because it's like I might as well be awake because it feels like I'm alive and awake when I'm dying every night in this and that's dream. Not, you know? That's not fun. Okay. So, who makes up your village? I know you have your family, your husband, but who else is there that you really have and that you can depend on and that makes up your village? Yeah. So, I mean, my mom, she's there. She's not, too, she's like 10 miles down the road, which is really nice. And my little sister who's 16. So they're a part of my village. And then I have a few friends that I just kept in touch with through the years. One friend that we've never met in person, but we met on Twitter when our we were pregnant with our oldest, who are both wow. now 11. And we text and talk every day and yeah text or talk today we actually had a FaceTime call which you rarely do we've like texted mostly through the years <laughs> and then you know other friends like that that I've met along the way and we just you know I have it's like you have your different tribes when you need someone like oh I'm struggling with my kids who you reach out to and oh like this thing on social media is bugging me you know and I have like my blogger friends who have who get it, you know? I think that's one of the beautiful things about social media. There's women I've connected with on Instagram that, I mean, we talk every day and we're rooting for each other. And I'm like, gosh, I don't even know you. You're rooting for me. And I hear from you more than maybe my girlfriends or that you listen to my podcast, maybe more than my girlfriends that I've known since middle school. And it's such right. a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And, you know, some of these people live all over the world. So that's pretty awesome that you met someone sure. on Twitter and she's become like such a good friend. That's, that's awesome. Yes. 
Yes. What is the favorite item in your home? Ooh. I think I know. Probably my, my projector. I was going <laughs> to say your movie room <laughs> or your projector for your movie room. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That probably is. We were talking to the kids like, okay, what if we moved to our house with a pool? They're like, yes. I'm like, but what if it didn't have a movie room? They're like, no, no, we'd rather that. So yeah, movie room over pool. <laughs> gotcha. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Probably Disneyland. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> what has motherhood taught you? Oh, motherhood honestly has really taught me how to appreciate people as individuals more because seeing how my children are yeah. for their own people has really helped me learn to respect that and others even more. Do you have any upcoming like exciting products, but I know you're kind of working, you're getting through the movie journal first. So yeah, um, I'll put a link <laughs> to that and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so do you have any you. other final thoughts to the podcast world? Well, I will say to that, I'm hoping to release some like ebooks to go with the movie journal, like companion, like if you don't want a physical thing or if you already have it, like, so some companion books, nice. like a movie for every day of the year, if you want, like something to go with the seasons each month, like a list for every month oh, and then a magical awesome. movie book that is like everything, fantasy, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, DreamWorks, like all of that and activity books. So that's coming out later this year. But really, you know, yeah, for the podcast world, I mean, really, thank you so much for having me. And we talked about a lot and I hope, you know, what people take away is that I'm trying to help other people realize how special everyone is connecting with each other. And I think sometimes a great way to do that is breaking the ice with something like a book or a movie. And, you know, we can learn so much about others that way. Oh yeah. I love that. That's a good like introductory question or when you're talking like, oh yeah, I saw that movie. Cause you hear people talking about that. I think that yeah. is traveling also traveling. Where have you been? And that opens yes. up like a whole door of things, but yeah, like yes. movie books. Cause then people start getting so passionate and you can really dive into who they're yeah. about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And diving in with the kids, you know, with like different stories from different cultures and different, yeah. like we can't afford to travel the world and go to every country that's just, that's not in our wheelhouse right now. And that's okay. But, but we can like travel the world through books and, and movies made by people from these different places. And, and that's been really special. That's such a good point. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. I am so excited that I got a chance to talk to you and yeah, continue to bless us all with your love and your light. Talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for an another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.